Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun-filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrum McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, you can catch our other five live shows throughout the week. So if you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, Chicago, you can find us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the audio version of this show, Second City Sports? You can do so by subscribing to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine box on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions on any of our topics we're going to cover during today's two-hour extravaganza? We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I've given Lakina football to give you fools to barely be a boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that you can catch Sports on Chicago now on Roku TV. That's right, Roku TV. You can catch Second, Second City Sports, uh, other four live shows. That's right, Liam Hendricks loves it too. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. You have a Roku television already. Just tap into the sports section and download the Sports on Chicago app right there. You can type in that app and make sure it goes alongside HBO Max. Disney Plus, all those other apps you have displayed on your television. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. Just download it on your tablet, your iPad, iPhone, wherever you have uh, devices that you watch watch your sports or other live events. Just download that Roku TV app and just find Sports on Chicago right there. So once again, you can catch Sports on Chicago now on Roku TV. Lakina, let's kick off this Friday edition of Second City Sports by discussing, yes, the Chicago Cubs. We haven't forgot about the White Sox. I'm pushing them back 
to the bottom of the hours to save my blood pressure. For you Cubs fans, we're going to try to make sense of all this. They are 40 and 58 right now. We know that they lost to the Giants, San Francisco Giants last night. They almost got no hit, but that's not the story. The story took place on Tuesday uh, between the Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, and perhaps David Roberts in their closer, perhaps may have said their final goodbyes to, to the Cubs fans and all of Cubs Nation following the game which they swept the Pirates in the quick two-day two-game series. Wilson Contreras spoke to Taylor McGregor, the Cubs reporter for Marquee Sports Network, saying that this this has been the best time of his life. This has been the best moment of his life. Uh, besides winning the 2016 World Series, he was very emotional before the game, during the game, and after the game. Lakina, I kept pondering this for the last 48 hours. What happens after all this? Because the MLB trade deadline is coming up next week on Tuesday at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time, to be exact. What happens mm -hmm. after all this if Wilson Contreras isn't traded? Isn't this all for nothing? Well, yeah, or it's sort of are we just prepared for the inevitable? I think we're preparing for the inevitable, but what just think about this? What just what happens after all this? This is all for not, and the Cubs really look stupid at the end of the year and loosely Wilson Contreras for nothing, knowing that they're not going to keep him. Well, it's one of those things where you're kind of like you wonder what you wonder what you know Jez doing, and I'm sure with everything else, and I, I feel like you know I know if you saw that moment between uh. Contreras and Ian Happ, you know, during like after that, uh, that second one when they swept, you know, they sweep that mini two gamer against the Pirates. You can kind of tell like the emotions and such. So it's, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think if you're, he wants to say, I think he wants to be able to come back. I know Carter Hawkins, people forget he's a GM. So it'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. what his mindset is. I'm sure Jed's probably going to have the, you know, the final say and whatnot. But uh, I'm hearing that, you know, him to the, maybe to the Mets. I'm talking about Contreras. I mean, him to the Mets mm -hmm. or him to, you know, a couple of other teams and such. So it will be interesting to see if that's the case. But uh, I'm wondering, like, well, you know, what the, what's going to be, like, the plan? So it's sort of the – the I'm just wondering, like, okay, what is the plan here? Do they have a plan? Are they going to be able to contend within the next, you know, couple of years? Do you bring Contreras back at a pretty good price? Or do you try to maybe trade him, perhaps you can get something for him, you know, and such? So – I don't know. Maybe it's like I said, it's all going to depend on what they decide to do and what teams are willing to give them for Contreras. He's still a really, he's one of the top you know, guys on the team in, you know, runs, you know, RBIs and hits and whatnot. So he could definitely help somebody be like a backup catcher for someone. So maybe try to get something for him and such. So I don't know. Like I said, I mean, if you're, you got to do something that sells something to Cubs fans. So. We'll see if they, you know, in this case, in the other case, you know, Chris Bryant and, um, you know, R Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez. I mean, apparently, you know, they, you know, that their, you know, their approaches, you know, and the contract approaches were not very good, especially with Rizzo's. I mean, it was, you know, too way that too much for their blood. So, mm -hmm. so I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know. Like I said, we'll, we'll see what Jed and, you know, Carter Hawkins do, you know, through, you know, as we get closer, closer to trade that trade on Tuesday. So, again, we have to see what moves they decide to make. If it, it, I'm sure they will, but you're going to be on if. You listen to Second City Sports, the Friday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live in the living color. Sid Lakina here with you, uh, discussing the future of the Chicago Cubs. Dot dot dot. Taking a look at the numbers for Wilson Contreras, the All Star, once again for this season. He's batting 256 with 14 home runs and 37 RBI with an OPS of 837. Lakina, like you said, there's a whole lot of ball club clubs that could use him. The Yankees. Can use it definitely. The Mets can use it. I know the Mets has been one of the top teams that have been rumored to uh, acquiring 
uh, Mr. Gutierrez's services. Uh, don't rule out the Houston Astros. They could use him as well. So they, mm -hmm. uh, because it, looking on paper, it could be them and the Yankees in the ALCS once again. So, so, so they're, they are going, we all already know they're going to be buyers for his services, but going back to Jed and Carter Hawkins, like, like you said, his name is really haven't been mentioned around Chicago media lately. Maybe it will get mentioned by the time this trade deadline uh, surpasses next week. But I think we could kind of uh, coming into the season, Lakina, we kind of knew what their plan was, but their original plan, uh, I, I believe was trying to rebuild and compete at the same time. It just wasn't going to work. You, you had to tear this down, which they're still doing. You, like you said, they started this process last year. It's continuing this year. We'll see how many guys outside of possibly Contreras will get moved by Tuesday. But you got to sell something to your fans. And I, I, th I think that Jed and Hawkins will be aggressive uh, this offseason. But we'll, we'll see about mm -hmm. that. But this is Chicago, the third largest market in these United States. And you had to compete with all the other big market teams like the Dodgers, the Mets. Yes, the Mets have money, folks, even with new ownership now. They have money, uh, the Yankees, and some of the big other big market teams. Uh, you can't just go around operating like a um, mom and pop shop. Uh, they rebuild Wrigley Field all around that area. It looks very nice. I was up there a couple of times last year. I was up there earlier this year, and it looks very nice. But you got to sell the fans uh, something realistic to look forward to. I know they're in year three of that new network, Marquee Sports Network. They're not making as much money as they, as they thought. And one one of the reasons why is because the Cubs are not winning. So you had to have, have to sell something, and we we may not see it now, but we better start to see something. Uh, this coming off season. Yeah, and that's going to be sort of like the number one question. Like, what's going to be the top revenue? You got to you got to sell something to the fans. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. you, you trade Contreras, you trade Happ, you trade you know David Robertson as well. That's going to be sort of the thing. Like, I'm sure Cubs fans know that. Yeah, this team's not going to be able to contend for the next year or two. But you need something to kind of like you know get your know, Cubs fans motivated to kind of put a capper on this. I mean, I, I, you know, you got, you got, you got to give them something. You got to give Cubs fans something to kind of like, you know, lean into or to latch on to. I mean, you know, it's sort of, you know, you look at the look at the roster right now. I mean, you know, are the are these are some of the you know the some of the guys that are on the roster now, some of the younger guys. Are there there gonna be guys that are gonna kind of be sort of like guys that you want to be able to you know build your roster from when you do already when you already contend for something so that's gonna be sort of like the number one question i know juan soto's name is being floated around but do you really think i don't know if jed hoyer wants to do that so that's that's gonna be another thing and you look at some of the guys that some of the young guys that are actually been producing you know keegan thompson's been really mm -hmm. solid you know for them and you know christopher more moral christopher morell i should say has, has been kind of like that kind of like a cult figure for them too as well mm -hmm. um but, you know, frank schwendel's been you know been pretty solid patrick was has been really good Nico Horner, but are these are are these guys are going to be guys that you're going to want? And Velasquez, who's actually been pretty good as well, there he was like really active during that Cubs streak. So, you know, that's going to be sort of the thing. Like, is is this going to be kind of like the team? You know, are there you know guys from there that that you probably want to be able to build upon once you are ready to contend? But you know, look, I mean, the Cubs fans, look, Cubs fans are very ambivalent, so they need something. You know, Rickus and the rest of them, they need something to kind of like get you know get you know something for the Cubs fans to latch on to because they're not making any revenue from. You know, you look at Wrigley Field, it's only like about like half full. So mm -hmm. it's mostly, you know, guys from fans from like other cities, you know, that St. Louis series. It was basically just as much, you know, Cardinals fans as there were Cub fans. 
and such and you know they're not making a lot of money out the marquee network because of course one of the reasons is because the cubs are winning or contending so that's gonna be another thing that they have to think about uh, just focusing on what's going on on the field, I like Justin Steele, their, their other uh, young left-hander for the Cubs. He's been pitching very well these last uh, two or three starts. You mentioned Keegan Thompson. He's been very good ever since he's been part of the starting rotation in late May. Uh, he, he's really shown some size. I think you could build around those two. I'm still interested to see if Cal Hendricks gets moved by Tuesday. Uh, we don't hear anything right now. I'm not sensing anything, but you, you never know. But they may use Kyle Hendricks to – perhaps be that bridge into the next uh, the, the next playoff contending team. We all know that his skill set is slightly declined over the last two or three years, but he's still, he, he still uh, ha has been effective. You look at Marcus Stroman, I know he's been good ever since he's come up the uh, IL uh, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, th those two, I don't think they'll get moved. I know I suggested Kyle Hendricks over the last month or so, but I don't know if he's going to get moved. You never know, but I don't get the sense that he'll be moved by Tuesday. Marcus Storman, I think, is untouchable. So will those one of those or both of those guys get moved this offseason? We shall see. Now, as far as the hitters concerned, congratulations to Patrick Wilson from hitting his 50th career home run last night, number 18 overall this season uh, in the 4-2 lo loss to the Giants. But I've been asking you this offseason, Lakina, is Patrick Wilson and Frank Schwindel the party's future? I, I, if I had to lean one way, I would have to say no. And I know the, both those guys in their late 20s, early 30s, Do you you really don't build your ball club around uh, ageless uh, ageless veterans like that. And, and no disrespect to both of them, but uh, you could get something for them, if not at, by the trade deadline, which I doubt you probably throw them in a deal this offseason. Uh, uh, it depends on how aggressive uh, this new Cubs brass is. I think that's going to be the thing. So, like I said, I want to put a cap on this because we got other like you know baseball stuff to talk about. But I think it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see if those names do get traded. I mean, if they can be part of a piece or something, do you get a top prospect? So that's going to be the thing. So as let's go you know forward into to the um the, I know you don't want to talk about White Sox yet, but I have this. I got to bring them up because there was, was this this report that came out from uh, John Morrissey who does a great great work uh, on Fox Sports for uh, their baseball coverage. He said that and I want to make sure I get this tweet up because I, unfortunately, you know, the Sox, you know, split their series with the Rockies. Uh, probably could have been swept. I'm going to say that, but I'm going to, you know, leave that alone. But uh, here's a tweet that came up. I got to find it first. He said that they're not discussing, I'm talking about Morris, I mean, he's, they're not discussing mm -hmm. possibly of trading uh, Lucas Giglio or Lance Lynn. They're, Three games back in the AL Central are encouraged by the 10 and 14 start in July. 14 and 10 start, I should, 14 and 10, I should say, start in July. They believe they can win a division. I mean, yeah, sure you can. 14 and 10, you're encouraged by that? Really? I don't know. <laughs> you should be encouraged. Uh, 14 and 10. Okay. If you guys go by my Twitter account, at Keena McGee, uh, I had the Muttley, uh, you know, chuckle emoji. And uh, what's up, Amon? Well, we have a long time. No, no time to hear from. Yeah. Hey, Armando, like, welcome back, my man. Welcome back. Uh, buddy, Armando Lara Jr. Yeah, well, say, like, don't be a stranger, Armando. Yeah, he's listening through you, watching us through YouTube. But uh, yeah, what do you think about those comments by uh, Marassi, uh and from that tweet from earlier this morning? Uh, very interesting. And I have to and I have to give props to our uh, a good friend of the show. Hopefully, we can get him back soon. Chris Lanuti from the Sox mm -hmm. uh, Socks in the Basement podcast. His last episode, I think. There, uh, the latest one dropped today, but he had one episode that came out early this week comparing 
this team, the 2022 White Sox, to that 97 team. And it's interesting you brought up that tweet, and it's in the pot to my head. Remember back in 97, Lakina, the 97 White Sox, they started out terrible. Robin Ventura had that injury during spring training. Uh, with his ankle mm-hmm. running there, basically last week of spring training, Frank mm-hmm. Thomas almost forgot he got injured early in that season. They started, I believe, five and seventeen, and that was the first year of Albert Bell. For some reason, after Memorial Day, they got it together, and somehow they were around the five hundred mark. And the Cleveland uh, at the time Indians, that was the team that eventually lose the World Series to Florida in Game Seven. That team from mid June on to the trade deadline, they were playing terrible, but the Sox somehow, some way. Uh, found their way back in the race. They were, I believe, six games out in the All-Star break, three games out that July 31st. And, uh, of course, the crow for Jerry Reinstor, he said that in the way we're playing, if anybody thinks that we can catch Cleveland, they're crazy, of course. Uh, they traded Roberto Hernandez and a couple other veterans for uh, these prospects for the San Francisco. It was Wilson Alvarez and Roberto Hernandez, and I forgot the other player. They traded them for Bob Howie, who came up big in 2000 in that division-winning team. Uh, Mike Caruso, who couldn't play, and a couple other uh, scrubs as well. Uh, I think this ball club right now is better than that 1997 club, uh, depth-wise and starting rotation-wise. I get now going back to this team. I get why Rick Hahn is not considering training Giulio. Me personally, I would trade him because he hasn't been good lately. But I, I, I get where Rick Hahn is coming from, but. They do need a, another starting pitcher, but I think where they're going to go, we'll get into more of it after the break. But they need bullpen help, and they need an extra bet. Could they get those things done by Tuesday? I don't know. Yes, but they do yeah. need a move to shake things up. They're not going to fire the manager. We went over that a thousand times. That's not going to happen. But they need to do something because if That's they the really thing. stay intact to make minor moves, uh, you're just going to get this, basically the same results. Here's the thing. I don't agree that they're that this team's better than the 97 team. I, I don't because the inconsistency just isn't there. At least the 97 team, once they got into the goal and they were able to kind of stay consistent. This team has been up and down. They fluctuated up and down, up and down. It's been like a roller coaster. And I see some, you know, Sox fans, you know, are wondering, like, should they just go ahead and just start, you know, just do a fire sale like some of the other teams are doing? We'll get to some of those trades in this after the break. But mm-hmm. it's it, I, I, I'm not feeling it right now. And they're facing the Oakland team who they – well, again, we'll get to the Nationals stuff in the, in, after the break, but they just swept the, the Astros. So you're actually playing a pretty, you know, good Oakland team that's actually in a pretty, you know, good mood. So, you know, you're not going to be able to take it this, you know, team very lightly. And they actually have not, have not been very good at home. So that's another uh, part that need, they need to kind of work on, get their home record going. So I just don't see it right now. I Like I said, I, I did the, the, the chuckle emoji for a reason because I, I don't see it. <laughs> I guess you know Rick Hahn must you know he might be he might be a wizard or something you know or, or magician you know he must see something that I, that I don't I'm not seeing it right now but I don't know like I said we'll see what happens we'll get more into it after the break we'll also talk we'll talk more White Sox you know stuff that went on this week and then there'll be also a couple of trades that have already happened mm-hmm. and some other big names might be on the move as well Sydney Brown Lakina McGee Second City Sports Sports Zone Chicago we'll talk more baseball right after this. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
The White Sox had Thursday off. They're back to work tonight. 7-10 first pitch at home against Oakland. 1-3 right-hander Lance Lynn starts for the Sox. 1-5 ready James Caprillion gets the nod for the A's. The Sox have wins in 6-10. They're third in the American League Central. Three games out of first place. One game behind second place Cleveland. Oakland comes in with wins in 7-10. They've won three straight. The Cubs visit the Giants tonight. 9-15 Central first pitch from San Francisco. 2-5 right-hander Marcus Stroman faces 3-4 righty Alex Cobb. Last night, the Giants held on for a 4-2 win over the Cubs. That snapped San Francisco's seven-game losing skit. All of San Francisco's runs were unearned. Cubs starter Justin Steele went three and two-thirds. He gave up five hits, a walk, and struck out six. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. I want to make the most of summer without breaking the bank. So I shopped Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. With my 25% off coupon, I headed to the store and got shorts for $14.99, plus an extra 50% off a swimsuit, 40% off patio furniture, and $20 off as a Kohl's Rewards member. More style and more savings for the win. Flex styles, $20 off of $100 valid in-store only. 25% offer in July 31st in-store only. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut Butter Cups. That, that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in the Olympic Hall for a Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow me on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina Score McGee on the IG. You have a question or comment for us during our now less than 90 minutes left of this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And don't forget, you can catch us now on Roku TV. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you don't have a Roku TV, just download the app on your device, the tablets, iPhone, iPads, wherever you watch and stream your stream your sporting events and other movies. You can celebrate with the squad. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. So make sure you uh, uh, download Sports on Chicago off the Roku TV today. Continuing with our baseball talk, let's uh, refocus on the Southside Hitmen. As you mentioned, Lakina, the White Sox will host the Oakland Athletics, one of the worst teams in baseball starting tonight. They have a three-game series uh, with the Athletics on, on the Southside at Sox Park. I'm not calling them a corporate name. 
even though your show will be there tomorrow and Sunday. <laughs> Tonight's pitching matchup, you'll, you'll have Lance Lynn taking the bump tonight. You'll have Johnny Cueto tomorrow, and then you'll have my guy Dylan Cease on Sunday. Lakina, it's just that simple. If the White Sox want to make hay, I know we say this a thousand times this year, if you want to make hay the next six games against terrible teams, Oakland and Kansas City, before you head out the road six days from now for a four-game series at Texas. Lakina, it is imperative that the White Sox have to sweep the Oakland Athletics. It's imperative they must do that, but I get this ugly feeling that they'll take two out of three, which isn't bad, but for a team that needs to get it going, it's not acceptable. It, that won't be acceptable. Well, and like I said before, I mean, you're dealing with the Oakland, having Oakland team. This is a little bit of a role. They swept, you know, their first place AL West Houston Astros. So they might look, I think if, mm -hmm. as long as the Sox don't take them lightly, I think they'll be okay. But again, mm -hmm. if you want to, you know, be taken seriously and win this division, you're going to have to you know, get some runs going. And I know people said, well, they've got the quote unquote, the, you know, the easiest schedule left. Okay. Well, you need to start playing like it. And, the inconsistency. You can't blame really too much of the injuries anymore. Most of your guys are back. You got to blame, you know, we got to you know be consistent, you know, not, not have silly uh, errors and running errors like Larry Garcia had that kept the Rockies <sighs> in it and that whole that thing. That's very inexcusable. How many times we discussed this, Lakina? That's been happening over the last two or three years. Situational baseball. You cannot do that. Things at the time. Thank you, AJ Pollock, for uh, covering it up when the White Sox took the 5-3 lead against Colorado in that second game before Kendall Graveman did what he did in the ninth inning there. But if it wasn't for that base running era, the White Sox could have won that game handling, even despite Giolito wetting the bed once again in the first inning of a start. Now, that is inexcusable. Your defense was actually playing well in that series. And then to do something stupid like that, that's inexcusable. You cannot blame it on Tony LaRusso. I know some folks don't want to hear that, but you cannot blame it everything on Tony LaRusso. That is up to the player to know situational baseball, know the situation, just know what to do. And clearly, Larry Garcia, this is not, not his first time he's done that either. And, and, and that, that is just inexcusable. You know, like you say, you know what? Again, that's been like I said, it's been that's been a microcosm of the you know the Sox all season long, and I think that's been another you know big problem. Whether it's on the you know, on the field, you know, feeling mistakes and that running error like that, you're not going to win mm -hmm. division with those types of silliness and you know tomfoolery. So you better get it together. If you're the White Sox. You know, this is your chance to sweep. I, I I'm going to say you better. You got to sweep. You have to. Mm -hmm. Two out of three is not going to do you any good. So. So I think this this is probably the, the chance for them to do it. And again, we'll see if they do it. But like I said, no one this season will probably win two out of three. That's that's just the microcosm about the Sox, you know, season season thus far. So wouldn't really be that yeah, big of a stretch. Our guy Armando is checking in once again. He says mental mistakes are killers. That's right. And that's what's, what's been happening to the Sox uh, this year. Last year they were doing it too, but they overcame it with the bats. And, and that's not happening uh, to, uh, at this point this year. Lakina. Luis Roberts started his rehab assignment in Charlotte last night. He went one for five. Hopefully, he'll return soon. Yasmani Grandal is back in the line, as you mentioned. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is now back. And hopefully, they can uh, uh, put up some stats against a bad Oakland team. AJ Pollard, as I just mentioned a few moments ago, he's been struggling um, pretty much all season, but definitely over the past month. His bat is starting to heat up. Andrew Vall, I'm like the way he's seeing the ball right now. Uh, this offense has no excuse. They still have the depth. They still have the talent, but they got to put it together against a bad Oakland team. Uh, Lance Lynn, as I said a week ago, he needs to have a Jose Contreras 2005 type surge in the second half. 
I was there last Saturday. That was a, a, a great start against the Cleveland Guardians. He should have gotten the win, but the mill relief in the bullpen blew that one before A.J. Polly uh, uh, had the game winning hit in the eighth inning last Saturday night. But Lance Lynn, he needs to have another great start against a bad, uh, against a bad Oakley team tonight. Johnny Cueto got roughed up uh, last Saturday in that first game against uh, the Guardians in that uh, day-night doubleheader, but he's been their second-best pitcher, I believe, on this side staff next to Dylan Cease. You know we're going to get out of Dylan Cease. He starts on Sunday, and I like the way he pitches those quick games. Keep doing that, young man. I like it. I like it. I like it. But the White Sox, everything is there for him uh, to sweep this series against against Oakland before you before you play Kansas City next week. We all know what Kansas City uh, can do, Lakini. Whether they're good, they're bad. They always uh, give the White Sox a tough time. They did last year, winning ten out of nineteen. Uh, they uh, yeah gave the Sox trouble a couple of games this year. Uh, I don't expect them to let up <laughs> uh, as mm. the Sox played them next week after they finished their series against Oakland. Yeah, and I think this is sort of what there's another thing you got to look out for. So you need to take these teams seriously. I mean, you know, we'll look and say, well, look, ask Houston what they did at, with Oakland. So, you know, that, that whole thing. So they need to kind of get it going here. Now let's go yeah. start with But the- here's the thing, real quick, Lakina, here's the thing with Houston, even though they got swept by Oakland, Houston ha- has proven to be a, a very good team, okay? And they're very comfortable ahead in their division. That sweep against Oakland is not going to be a problem with them. And so if you Houston, you can afford to lose three games to uh, uh, lose three games to Oakland. That's not that's not going to kill you. I know they're chasing the Yankees down for the best home record uh, for for the American League to set up for the playoffs. But Houston's a deep enough and good enough team and that 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 sweep is not going to do me any good. The Sox are not at that level. And I did see a quote. I think it was attributed to Giolito. I'm not sure, but that the, he's. One of them said that the Sox were complacent during the first half of the year. I believe it because that's the way they play, and that's the way that Tony La Russa managed the ball club. You can't just go out there and expect to win. You got to go take it to the other team, and they got to start that well, this weekend against Oakland. Still waiting for that. They're still, still yeah. waiting. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. For about a week yeah. into the second half, we're still still waiting for that. You know, they still seem like the complacency is there. Well, we'll see what they do now. Talking about the rest of the. Uh, before we get to some of the trade rumors and such, because there were some big names that being floated around, what impressed you uh, this weekend? This week, I should say, in baseball. Oh, uh, one step relating to the White Sox, but this is going to the New York Yankees. Of course, they won their uh, opening game of the four-game weekend series against the Kansas City Warriors last night, one to nothing. Aaron Judge, who's I believe he's your clear candidate for American League MVP. Yes, I know John Carlson is injured. He'll be injured for uh, on the injured list for ten days with a groin injury. But Aaron mm-hmm. Judge hit his 39th career home, uh, 39th home run of the season, I should say, last night. Mm-hmm. Guess how many Sox players have a combined total of 39 home runs? Guess how many players without googling it? What the what have a combined total? Yeah, oh, well, 39 home runs. Like five or how six. How many players? Five or six. Five. There's five White Sox players right now with a total of 39 home runs. Aaron Judge has 39 by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, go figure. He had a walk-off last night, too, and he joined a joins a pretty exclusive um, list. And he and uh, Mickey Mantle are the only ones to have three have at least uh, three walk-offs in a single season. You got to go all the way back to when Mickey Mantle did in 1959. So that, just the fact that he's definitely your leader in the clubhouse for uh, AL MVP and such. So that's a little bit nutty. Now, hoping to kind of bounce back because they got swept by the the Mets. Matt Schroeder had, a, yeah. had like, like nine like nine or ten strikeouts. And he just turned four. You know, he just, you know, he, that was his 40th in his career, have like multiple strikeouts. 
and passing Randy Johnson for the most by a player on their birth on their birthday. So a nice little happy birthday present mm-hmm. to him. And also to the Mets actually so the Yankees had many two game series. Could be some are already saying that it could be a preview for you know the World Series. You know what you know let's that's a little rule of going a little ahead of ourselves for that. But uh we'll see what happens there as well. But it's sort of I'm gonna say this like one of the things that is sort of like kind of caught my eye this week and it's sort of you know one of those sort of things the Dodgers are still the Dodgers they've won eight of their last 10 um yeah the Washington Nationals took it to them winning two out of three (laughs) yeah that was like a whole thing but that was a little bit weird but look but look they're well ahead in their division too it's sort of like the same thing with Houston they're they're like right Mm -hmm. there they're ahead of their division so I didn't see Dodgers fans go go too crazy when that happened but yeah they're like 12 games ahead so not, 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 nothing like that's not going to be a make or break thing, you know, for them. But uh, you know, Atlanta is still, you know, they're still within three. Uh, the Phillies actually had a pretty decent, a pretty decent week, and such. Um, let's see. I know uh, the you know the Blue Jays. They I think they lost a couple, but then they were able to bounce back. And now they've won eight of their last ten. They're kind of like right there, like at the top of the wild card race right now. They're not going to win the division, you know, obviously. But uh, but you know, look, they. You know, one eight of the last ten, you know, their pit their pitches been really you know, kind of getting it together as well. But uh sort of like a nice showing by them, you know, in the by the Blue Jays, you know, this week and such. But uh, you know, just a here's a little fun. Maybe, maybe I guess maybe changing managers was something that they needed, I guess, for a shot in the arm. You know, go figure. But uh, you know, and also <laughs> too, we'll go we'll go into this conversation. Uh oh, Shohei Otani had ten strikeouts earlier this week, and he already has nine strikeout game ten ten plus strikeout games this year. How many of the other uh, Angels pitchers have? I'm going to say without Googling it, two. You're one off. They only have one. Oh! Yeah, yeah, Otani has nine. And the other pitchers only have one combined. And going into you know going into the uh this conversation, apparently there are some rumors floating around that maybe Otani might be on the move. You know, I've heard like some like me. I think I think I saw somewhere like the Yankees. I think the Mets have also been you know, have expressed interest. So a lot of teams have kind of some are wondering is Otani available? What do you think about that? Those rumors. Uh, I don't know what the contract status for Shohei Otani is. I know he's not making a potential Juan Soto money yet. I'm sure he will at some point in his career, but it, he may be in a uh, situation like Juan Soto, yeah, uh, the Angels. Uh, it's hard to get fair value for one of the top five players in baseball. I know if you're the Angels, you got to rebuild again. I know Mike Trout was injured again, so you caught between a rock and a hard place. If you trade Otani, you're going to ask for every top prospect in your system mm-hmm. and a couple of uh, veteran players to balance out uh, that trade salary rise. Uh, it's going to be hard for the Angels to get fair value for him. Otani's one of the best players in baseball. He's a generational talent. Like you mentioned what he did on the mound. Look what he's doing with the bat. No one mm-hmm. else could do what he's doing right now. I know the Cubs were in and for him a few years ago. Of course, they lost out to the Angels. But I, I don't see how the Angels can get ver- fair value. I don't see it. It's going to be hard. I don't know what their asking exactly. price is. But, you know, I know the Yankees, the Cardinals. Well, not the Cardinals, but I guess, you know, the Dodgers. There remains to be a fool around. But they, they they don't have top prospects, you know, you know to get them. So it, it's definitely kind of like one of those things where you really just don't know what you're going to get at this point. But, uh, yeah, just some interesting news that came down the pike uh, late last night, early this morning, and that they're saying that 
the uh, but only you know ESPN he sort of you know, put out there that the agents are willing to listen to offers now will they accept any offers or will it be some to their liking that's another story but it, yeah it is another story like I said I, I, I don't expect Otani to get traded by Tuesday we'll see what happens in this offseason but it is it's hard to get fair very fair value for a, a superstar player like that you, you rarely see it in all sports yeah. Yeah, and uh, speaking of keeping up with the theme here, you know, really good players and not so good teams. You know, speaking of Juan Soto, you know, St. Louis is a name that's perhaps may have floated around as well for the, you know, for him and whatnot. So there are like a lot of I know the Nationals have been asking for offers as well, you know, for him. So that's that might be another thing. I know those Cardinals got some pretty good prospects. Will they be willing to, you know, sort of part with them in order to? You know, because they could definitely could use a, their use as bad. I mean, that's kind of been like the thing. You know, they've been actually been really good, but like I said, the bag has not hasn't been consistent. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. So what do you think about this about Soto and where he goes? I think if a trade is going to get done, it's going to get done in the offseason because you could take your time with this, and a and a and the price won't be as high right now as high because you now with the extra wild card spot, there's a few more teams they think they can. Uh, increase their chances of getting into the playoffs you know that outside of st louis which is not a big market in terms of financially but they have a good baseball uh baseball team and they have a pretty decent farm system but your big market teams like the yankees the mets the mets don't need them they could use it if they don't need him but the, like the yankees the dodgers the red Sox, and Yes, in the white size, they have some money too, but they won't get them. But you notice all the big market teams uh, can afford uh, Juan Soto services because the Washington Nationals, as we mentioned about with the Angels, they're going to ask for your top prospects. And they're going to ask for a couple of players off your uh, uh, roster, uh, on your active roster. So for the Nationals, and plus, don't forget the Nationals are going to have an ownership change coming up this offseason. Mm -hmm. And you think with new ownership, uh, at least keep Juan Soto around, at least until – uh, the end of next year because uh, he has two years remaining on his current deal right now. So he, he, he's going to be under contract for the next two and a half years. So if the trade is going to happen, it's going to happen in the all season because of uh, the, the market value will be set and you could take your time with this. But for right now, Washington knows this. the teams that are in contention for a playoff spot. They feel like they have to uh, be rushed in to see uh, if they could put uh, uh, together a package that will appease them uh, in a, almost a no huddle office fashion and usually deals like that or come uh, don't or work out that way they blow up in your face so if a trade is going to happen with soto it's going to happen in the offseason yeah we address this like i said this, the next three years are going to be very interesting now mm -hmm. the mets have already made you know of course the reds have already you know started their fire sale they traded one of their uh top guys tyler mcqueen to the mets you know to kind of shore up that uh that lineup and in the outfield that's been like you know, sort of like one of the big issues there. And, of course, they got a couple of my leaders, uh, Philip Deal, deal in that deal as well. They get a pair of low-tier low, low, low tier minor league prospects. You know, the Reds get back. So what do you think about this uh, this, uh, this trade? Well, good move from the Mets. They're trying to separate themselves from the Atlanta Braves uh, in the NL East race. They've been leading that division all year long. If they can add Wills Contreras, they really will set the tone, not just for that division, but for the whole National League. If you're the Mets, can, how can we be the best team in the National League? How can we fend off the defending champion Braves? How can we compete against the Dodgers? Are we better than the Dodgers on paper? And that's what this is all about. 
Yeah, they're definitely bound out for the best record in the majors. Also, too, speaking of the Yankees, you know, Andrew Benintendi from the, the Royals, he's going to the Yankees for for uh mid-tier uh pitching prospects, you know, from you know, from the Yankees to the Royals. We you know, of course, he was one of their, their top players. You know, he's an outfielder, mm-hmm. so they definitely need the bat. I mean, let's let's see if the Yankees can probably get get that pitching because their pitching still needs a little bit of you know judging. Yeah, especially their bullpen. Especially mm-hmm. that bullpen. But uh, as far as uh, Benettini's concerned, uh, watching him for years uh, with the Royals, uh, especially playing mm-hmm. against the Sox, uh, uh, he's a utility player. Like you say, he's a big bat that the Yankees desperately need. That That's going to help them. He can give some guys, on uh, the veteran guys on that in that lineup some days off. So uh, you could plug him in. He could start, start him a few games. So you could pitch hit. He could pitch hit for for uh, for some guys uh, late in the ball game. So this is a very good move for the Yankees. Like you say, they just need to shore up the pitching. Yeah, some other uh, names of Rouse going to be floating around besides um, Otani. I think, of course, Otani and Stowe, those are kind of like the uh, so like the top names. And I'm sort of you know wondering at this point with the trade deadline being you know only about four days away, do you see any other sort of like big moves? Do you see you know we already said that maybe Soto and Otani probably were more likely not get traded, but mm-hmm. do you see any kind of like you know minor like mid tier guys and such? You know, utility guys probably have some to move. Uh, Frankie Montas of Oakland, you know, they've been having a fire sale this offseason after the lockout mm-hmm. was lifted. So uh, look for his name, Josh Bell from the Nationals, their oh, yeah. first baseman. The White Sox could use him right now. And uh, he's a big bat. And, and like I said, many teams could use him, including the White Sox. Brian Reynolds for, from the Pirates. Luis Castillo, uh, as you mentioned, for, from the Reds. Uh, the White Sox could definitely use another star, especially with the struggles of Giolito lately. So uh, I wonder how. Uh, what, what's going to cost Rick Hahn to get him if you're going to get uh, Luis Castillo of the Cincinnati Reds. I got Armando checks in once again. It says Ian Happ. Uh, he could be used on the south side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know Josh yeah. Harris's defense has been a little bit better lately. I know his bat's been picking it up. has been picked up here and there, but Ian, Ian Happ is a better option than Josh Harrison right now. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when you don't have the depth at second base. You know, Danny Mendick's injury is is bugging the White Sox right now. So they really don't have anybody else. Larry Garcia, uh, he's been overexposed. He's a utility player. TLR loves a little bit too much, and that's just not going to work. So Ian Happ is a very good possibility. Uh, shout out to you, Armando, for that one. Trey Man City from, from the Baltimore Orioles, yeah. another left-handed player. The White Sox could definitely use him, but I think he'll cost a little bit more, so I don't see him going to the south side. I can see Trey Man City going to the Yankees or the uh, – not the Mets, but the Yankees, or perhaps maybe even the Dodgers. How about JD going to like you know on the other side, you know, on the office side? How about JD Martinez? I know his name's been flowing around, and the Red Sox are well, you know, they're kind of it's kind of over for them. So apparently, he's being his name is being flowed around and such. Yeah, I don't know what's going to cost, but I can see him getting getting moved. I know the Red Sox, like you said, they've been struggling lately. I know they split their series against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, last night, uh, taking two out of the four games in that series. But J.D. Martinez is an older player. I can see a, a team like Philadelphia or a, a team that's barely in a wild card hunt like the Twins. Uh, I don't know about the Guardians, but I can see a team like the Twins picking him up and giving a shot in that arm, uh, an arm to that lineup. So I can see a middle-of-the-road team trying to hang on to a playoff spot for uh, Martinez's service. There's an intriguing name that might, you know, that might pique the White Sox, you know, fans' interest. How about Jose Quintana? If it doesn't cost a lot, I'm all for it. 
<laughs> I'm all for it. He gives you another left-hander uh, in uh, in that starting rotation. Uh, he's familiar with the White Sox organization. Uh, you don't have to uh, burn his arm out, TLR. <laughs> he can eat up some innings, of five, six innings plus, before you hand it out to that hopefully improved bullpen. So uh, as long as he doesn't cost that much, I'm all for it. Yeah, be it like I said, some of those names. You know, we might have some names that you know we probably you know go totally out of the out of the blue. So it'll be interesting to see if we see some of these names, or like I said, we might get some names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Drew Smiley is a name that's being flown around as well too for the Cubs. Maybe get something for him. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that this is sort of this could be interesting to see, especially in these next few days. Do we see any you know like potentially like, do we see any blockbuster trades, if you will? So it's going to mm-hmm. get very interesting uh from there before we get into uh the schedule for this weekend uh sort of you know kind of like your updates if you will of course al central is a lot of jam there the nl central is right there too between uh between the uh the brewers and the cardinals also to the mets and the braves you know the Braves have actually been kind of up and down but they're still only three games mm-hmm. back and such so the, the other divisions are kind of like you know runaway i don't want to say runaways but it's kind of out of reach at this point. So out of the, I guess like the two like central divisions, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, like, what do you think is going to kind of like, you know, sort of get down there, sort of like get down to the nitty gritty of it. Uh, like you said, both the central divisions, uh, um, NL and AL will come down to the wire. I, I know that the Brewers took care of the twins. Yay. If you're a Sox fan, they took care of the twins with a two game sweep this week. Uh, St. Louis is, will, is not going away. They will not go go away. I know the Brewers were like the White Sox last year. They had the division uh, wrapped up handily. You saw what happened in the playoffs. But I think that that the St. Louis has something for Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you're talking about a team that needs another bat. That's Milwaukee. J.D. Martinez would help them tremendously. But I think both the central divisions will come down to the wire. The White Sox, if and when they turn this around, I'm not going to say they have it in hand, but they'll they'll have better control of it than they do right now, trailing Minnesota by three games. So those two will come down to the wire. But as I said before, Lakeem, we said this for the last month, month and a half, the AL wildcard race, because remember, it's three spots up there now for both the AL and NL this year with the extra uh, playoff spot. The Three wildcard spots may come out of the AL East until I see something dramatically happens, and we'll see what happens after Tuesday with the passing trade deadline. I don't see anything that's going to change my mind. I know your Seattle Manners have struggled lately. I know they won um, earlier this week, but I I just don't see the three wildcard spots uh, leaving the AL East. I just don't see it yet. Not yet. I know we still have a long way to go. I just don't see it yet. We'll see. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, you know, maybe if the Red Sox kind of sneak back in there, I guess that's probably the only way, but I'm not really mm-hmm. trusting that right now. So that's why I think the Mariners will find a way to get in there. But again, we'll see what happens going yeah. through this. Shout out, this- yeah. Shout out oh. to Armando once again on in the chat. Yeah. Oh, Rodon. Carlos oh. Rodon. Mm, Rodon. Okay. I know I've heard his name being floated around, but uh, I could probably see him maybe. Maybe going to the Toronto and probably not the White Sox, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's sort of, hmm, I don't know. I mean, mm, mm, we kind of awkward, but weird things have happened. <laughs> yeah, weird things have happened, but we'll see what happens with that. All right, Lakina, let's uh, go to the schedules for this upcoming weekend in Major League Baseball. Baltimore and Cincinnati, uh, you know, continue their series tonight. Uh, New York and Miami. 
you know, Mets in Miami, uh, the Royals and the Yankees. I know the Royals probably want to try and bounce back for, of course, that walk off to Aaron Judge last night. Uh, Philly and Pittsburgh, Philly trying to stay right there in the thick of it in the NL wild card. St. Louis and Washington, that'll be interesting. Detroit and Toronto, that's the first game of the Apple TV Plus doubleheader. Our buddy Russ, Russ Dorsey will be a part of that. That group, Hashtag so. Russ Cast, yay! Yeah, we're definitely gonna see some Russ Cast this week. As for all you, all you folks in Detroit and Toronto, make sure you guys remember that. Uh, let's see, Cleveland and Tampa Bay, that should be an interesting series. Milwaukee and Boston, we'll see if Boston kind of stay right there in the thick of it. Yeah, this Arizona, will make a break series for them. Yeah, Arizona and Atlanta. Of course, we talked about Oakland and the White Sox. Seattle and Houston, that should be a fun one. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that Seattle wants to try to at least win a game because they got swept last weekend yeah. at home. <laughs> Hopefully they get yeah. hoping to return a favor to Houston, uh, the Dodgers, and Colorado. That's been kind of like a little bit of a you know house of horrors for them at Coors. Mm -hmm. uh, Texas, and luckily, they, luckily they've got a, a big lead, so they can kind of you know, have a couple of bad series. Look at what they did with the Nationals, Texas, and uh, the Angels. Could this be the last time that Angels fans could be seeing Otani? I don't, I don't know about that, but you know, we'll see Minnesota and San Diego. San Diego's been struggling too. Mm -hmm. and they lost at Detroit this week. Yes, they did. So, and of course, the Cubs and the Giants. That's going to be the second game of the Apple TV Plus doubleheader for all you Cubs fans who want to watch the game. That's going to, you're not going to be able to watch it on television later on tonight. So, yeah, go on Apple TV Plus. And so, San Fran, San Fran folks as well. Yep. And as far as your national TV schedule for this weekend, tomorrow on Fox Saturday Baseball, You'll have the Twins at the Padres, Philly at Pittsburgh, boo. And you'll have the Cardinals at the Nationals. P.S. Juan Soto's possibly last games in the Nationals uniform. Mm -hmm. So the White Sox in the Oakland Athletics game that was originally scheduled for that bracket has now been bumped off. So once again, for Fox Saturday Baseball, you'll have the Twins at the Padres, Phillies at the Pirates, or the Cardinals at the Nationals. As we say in the business, check your local listings for games and times in your area. And for the Peacock Game of the Week on Sunday, 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 Sunday morning, we'll have Detroit at Toronto. That's the Tigers versus the Blue Jays. And then for Sunday Night Baseball this week, we'll have the Cubs and the Giants. Really? <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, tomorrow on FS1, you got the doubleheader. You got Milwaukee and Boston. That's at 310. Also at 807, you got the Rangers and the Angels. So that is your schedule for this weekend in baseball. All right. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. We'll have your Chicago Bears training camp update. Practice has concluded for today. We'll have some more news from NHL training camps as the uh, training camps for all 31 other teams have opened earlier this week for the last few days. We have a couple of injury news, to, uh, injury uh, nuggets to report to you guys. Well, Spike Lee and the NBA marrying each other again. We'll get into that. And plus, yours truly has a list, a list, a list, list, list. Uh, you're going to uh, stay tuned for that one from the world of the National Football League, plus a whole lot more. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition, live in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
The White Sox had Thursday off. They're back to work tonight. 7-10 first pitch at home against Oakland. 1-3 right-hander Lance Lynn starts for the Sox. 1-5 ready James Caprillion gets the nod for the A's. The Sox have wins in 6-10. They're third in the American League Central. Three games out of first place. One game behind second place Cleveland. Oakland comes in with wins in 7-10. They've won three straight. The Cubs visit the Giants tonight. 9-15 Central first pitch from San Francisco. 2-5 right-hander Marcus Stroman faces 3-4 righty Alex Cobb. Last night, the Giants held on for a 4-2 win over the Cubs. That snapped San Francisco's seven-game losing skit. All of San Francisco's runs were unearned. Cubs starter Justin Steele went three and two-thirds. He gave up five hits, a walk, and struck out six. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. I want to make the most of summer without breaking the bank. So I shopped Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. With my 25% off coupon, I headed to the store and got shorts for $14.99, plus an extra 50% off a swimsuit, 40% off patio furniture, and $20 off as a Kohl's Rewards member. More style and more savings for the win. Flex styles, $20 off of $100 valid in-store only. 25% offer in July 31st in-store only. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut Butter Cups. That, That breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports Real Live and Living Color, the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. We got less than an hour left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. As the kids would say, make sure you smash that like button. Share this program with any and everybody you know. Tell them that Second City Sports is on the air live and in living color right here on Sports on Chicago. And before we continue... For hour number two, we must remind you that Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. That's why right. catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. If you ever already have a Roku television, just tap into the sports section and click on uh, Sports on Chicago. Download the app right there. And as Justin Fields runs down the beautiful sidelines of Soldier Field, he says, "Get up, Chicago! Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV." If you don't have a Roku television, that's okay. You can down- still download the app or iPhone, iPad, 
laptop, Chromebook, whatever. Whatever your just device, down- whatever mobile yeah. device. Yeah, yeah, whatever mobile device. Thank you. We're getting old here. So just download that. You can stream Sports on Chicago 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of this fabulous program by discussing the Chicago Bears. They're just like 31 other teams in the National Football League so starting out training camps this week. Uh, they're still at least two weeks away from their first preseason game against the Kansas City Chefs. I know it's the Chiefs, so leave me alone. But we still have some, we still have some injuries from around the league. We'll get to that in just a moment. But the Bears have a couple of injury nuggets of their own. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, I think I think you know some of our, our our buddies, you know, like you know Jason Leisure, you know from the you know from the Sun Times, Mark Grody from Six Seven The Score. We just had a couple of weeks ago. Dion Miller, they're there. Also to our our our, our all president pro, and also to uh, Cassie Carlson as well. They're mm-hmm. they're talk- and also to of course you know Kaylin Sharkey. We got we can't forget about her. You know she'd kill us if we forget if we forget about her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Luke, yeah, uh, Lucas. Patrick, I think that's his name, you know, from the uh, from the Bears. I think he had a, something wrong with his hand. I think it was a hand injury or a finger or his finger injury or whatnot. But he's like he's gonna be he's gonna miss a couple of weeks at least. So that's another that's one injury for the Bears. I think they have a couple. Tevin Jenkins hasn't practiced in a couple of days. You know, mm-hmm. is some people wondering is that back? You know, that that bothered him when he was in college. Is that flaring up again as well? So. I don't know. So I mean, we're seeing we're again. We'll we'll, we'll talk more about some of the other injuries in a second because there have been other injuries around the mm-hmm. league too. But uh. You know, so far so good. I mean, if you're, you know, Matt Evus has been kind of making the rounds. I know he's been on both Chicago sports radio stations the last couple of days. You know, he's talking about the hits philosophy and you know such and you know all this other you know kind of coach speak, if you will. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I know you've seen some like the clips and such. We can, well, what we can see. What do you mm-hmm. think so far? Well, uh, I think Sean Sierra, our guy in the mornings, and Sean and Maya in the morning right here on Sports on Chicago every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 9 to noon Central Standard Time. I, I thought he pointed this out perfect, perfectly. Thank you, Armando, for the news. He broke his thumb. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Armando. Uh, they, they're still in pads, but they're not in pads yet. They're still in helmets and, and shorts. They haven't started really hitting yet. They'll probably start that next week. But you're starting to see uh, the early increments of the of the system, both offensively and defensively, and head coach Matt Eberflus is trying to get the sense of uh, what positions, what players can fill in uh, due to injuries and and whatnot. So you still kind of get out the early field. Like I said, they still two weeks away from their first preseason game. We we start to see some of the things starting to come together, but this is going to take some time. And so what what we're seeing right now is the early process we just starting to see the baby steps of this it, it, things just don't come together overnight and we talked about this for the last couple of weeks Lakina. i'm really worried about that offensive line and you mentioned with the uh injuries already uh how many guys do you have that have their uh, ready to fill in for that position do you have enough depth to even form an offensive line because this is a big year for justin fields to see if he's that franchise quarterback uh, if you want to see it how good he is, you got to have a line to protect him. Yeah, and I think that's sort of going to be the thing. And, you know, can, will he be able to stay upright? I know, I know, look, they've got, they've picked up some guys, you know, Michael Schofield, of course, who's mm-hmm. probably like the, probably the biggest name, you know, among that. And I know Lucas Patrick, somebody they picked up too, of course, unfortunately, he's going to be missing a few weeks with that uh, thumb injury, bro- that broken thumb. So, I mean, this is, you know, as Fields goes, so does his uh, offense. And I think mm-hmm. as the old line goes, so will Fields go. So that's going to be like another thing. So that whole thing is going to be interesting to see if, you know, if they can kind of do that. And sort of like another thing that kind of, you know, broke some news here, I guess, you know, Rolf Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn 
are at camp. I don't. I think. Uh, I think um, Smith is on the uh, the pup list, the physically able to perform list, but he is there. Mm-hmm. I guess because you'll you'll get fined if you don't. You know they they, they right. put that rule in there. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Quinn has said that you know he doesn't want to get traded. You know. And whatnot, because he's already been traded twice. You know, he's had to, he had, he has like packing and moving, but does he not know that it's kind of like he's been in this in the league long enough to know that you know these sort of things happen. So, what do you think about his comments and then all and all that? You know, that transpired with Smith now being on the pup list. Let's be honest here. Robert Quinn is saying all the right things that he knows this as well as you and I and everybody else listening and watching us that the Bears are in transition. They starting to new with a new head coach, new system, new coaching staff. And if he happens to stay here, that's so so be it. I'm sure he's going to probably beg behind the scenes if he doesn't get traded before mm-hmm. the regular season starts in another month or so. Uh, I'm sure he's going to ask for a trade at the trade deadline. So his days are numbered here because the Bears are starting anew. And if you're a veteran team like the Buccaneers or the Cowboys mm-hmm. or the Eagles or, or, or the or playoff caliber team, you can use Robert Quinn's services right now. Robert Quinn, he can help these young guys. But to be honest with you, Lakina, if you're Robert Quinn, do you really want to stay here knowing that you don't have a realistic chance to win? You don't. Not here. And you're getting up there, too. He's 32. Exactly. He's going to want, exactly. He's going to, want to go someplace where he's going to want to be able to contend for a title, so for a Super Bowl. So I think that's that's another thing, too. Uh, some people said that, that you know the younger guys, Bayless Jones Jr. has looked really good and and such. So I'm thinking that's sort of like – We'll see what happens in there, but I, I kind of feel like, like you said, I think no one's really expecting much from the Bears. I know they have the quote unquote, like, you know, not a very tough schedule and whatnot. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of like, we'll kind of see, like, you know, who, who do you have and what bodies do you have and, and whatnot. So I know Kyler Gordon has looked really good as well for the Bears. You know, of course, there was a video of him when he was younger doing a competitive dance. He's like, like, a, the competitive dance. He even said, I, I heard him in his interview with the score with, uh, you know, with our buddy Mark Grody and um, Matt Spiegel. And, you know, he said that it was actually a dance that kind of helped to sort of improve and got made him become a better football player. So we'll see, you know, we, we've, we've seen it. So it, it's sort of, it's kind of pretty cool that that's sort of been the thing. Of course, we saw that at Washington, you know, he's a, you know, two time, you know, all pac 12, you know, defensive guy. So, Again, that's kind of like you know, really cool story there. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the Bears themselves, I mean, like I said, I'm not look. I don't know about you. I know we we were going to get more in depth as we talk about our our previews and whatnot. But mm-hmm. you know, like you said, once they get like really like go really hard at it and practice with the pads and such, we'll see how they how they will look. I mean, because we're we're probably going to see. I know Riley Rivers, another uh left tackle, he's left tackle, another offensive guy that you know mm-hmm. that hurt him, that you know got hurt and whatnot. So. He's he's questionable too. I think he you know, ankle injury, an ankle injury and such. So he's going to be you know, gone for about a week. So it's going to get a little bit interesting though over at camp so far already. Yeah, and also too from what I've seen in in, in red, Cole commit to tight end has looked good. I know we let, asked about him with our uh, buddy Lester Wilfon Jr. from Ridley City Gridiron on our last show on Monday, and that uh, he's going to be a very integral part of this offense. We we don't know. What's the full entree going to be at the end uh, uh, with this office? Because, like you say, it starts with the offensive line. Uh, I think the uh, the running game is going to be good with David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. And Cole Kamen is going to be a big part, part of that. I expect his production to go up. And I think Justin Fields is going to improve just on those two aspects alone. It all starts with that with that offensive line. And you mentioned about that, I believe, the second-round pick, uh, mm-hmm. Valus Jones out of Tennessee. Yep. I'm interested in what he's – 
what he's going to do. I know we know we saw the potential with Darnell Mooney last year. Can Valus Jones go deep and can he go get it? That's going to be sort of the thing. And also, too, we'll. I know that I know some people are worried about his age. He's like 25, but you know, like mm-hmm. I said, there are like similar guys that are in that similar situation. So it's not, I wouldn't be too worried about that, but let's hope that there are any more injuries. I mean, we know we've seen mm-hmm. you know, both because we've seen it, you know, Patrick's going to be out for a minute. Riley Riff's going to be out for a little bit. So you don't want to have those types of injuries, especially this early on in camp. So hopefully Roquan Smith can be, you know, be off the pup, pup list soon, of course. But uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And, they're not saying what the injury is. It could just be maybe because he's holding down and they're just not telling anybody. I don't know, but which is very you know, possible. <laughs> which could be, which could be, which could be why too. You never know, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just my little conspiracy theory there. But uh, I know Armando. You know, you might be right, Armando. I mean, having a fullback also helps run the ball, and it, it does. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much they'll be used. I know fullbacks kind of like you know starting to kind of come back, and you will in the NFL because mm-hmm. it's kind of been sort of like an afterthought the last few years. So. That's going to be like another thing. How will they be used? Will we be seeing, you know, Herbert? How much will we see in David Montgomery and whatnot? And also to Kyrie Basinkim. I mean, that's going to be another thing too. So we'll see what happens. And also too, before we move on, uh, on the defensive side, uh, Jalen Johnson is one of the best young defensive backs in the game. But who's going to start next to him at corner? Is it Kendall uh, Villar? Is it one of the other draft picks? And Who's going to be one of those two rookie safety seals going to step up and help out Eddie Jackson? This, I believe, this is a big year for, for Eddie Jackson. That secondary, uh, you still have two stud names there, but uh, who's going to f- fill in those spots is going to be the, uh, another major question that I'm going to pay attention to. Yeah, but the 4 3 too. So I think that's, that's you know, that's going to be interesting. I know, uh, I know Armando said that Amasico's got, you know, hands and speed, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but well, well, he had the protection to kind of get there to to use that speed. That's going to be another thing. So mm-hmm. all this sort of contention on the O line. So we'll see what happens there. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports News Chicago. Sydney Brown and Lakeena McGee. Uh, let's get this out the way, Sid, because I don't want to get too in deep into this. But apparently, Kyle Murray. You know, the good news is he got his deal. You know, we talked about it uh, on Monday. Two hundred thirty mm-hmm. million, about one hundred, you know, fifty, you know, like eighty of it's guaranteed and such. But apparently, I guess there was a clause in there that Ian Rapport from NFL Network kind of first put it out there and it kind of blew up all over social media. People, people, yeah, I, I saw a couple of talk shows were talking about it. Apparently, mm-hmm. he has to, uh, allegedly, he has to put like four hours of prep and training and study a day. So, <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and then I guess, you know, late last night they took it out because I guess there was like, I guess Kyler Murray and his people were not very happy. That that kind of that that you know came out that little mm-hmm. part of the contract. So what do you think about that? That was a little bit weird. The whole thing was just weird from the get go. But I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, I'm gonna quote the guy that that I was listening to for the last couple of days, Rodney Pete, the former NFL quarterback. Of course, he does a sports talk radio show in Los Angeles. He says that he he thinks that Kyler Murray's people put that out there because you know Kyler Murray was looking for that fresh cash, which he eventually got. But uh, the questions about him. Uh, that the, uh, his him and his camp didn't like you know being injury prone, which is true uh, throughout his career during the last parts of uh, each of his first three years in the league. And number two, he uh, he got bad press for the scrubbing of all his uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, uh, pictures off of social media. So uh, he believed that his, his camp put that out there to see to, just to get back at at the Cardinals front office. I uh, see where he was going with that, but. When they come back to you that you look foolish instead of management at the end, I'm just asking. Well, 
Well, it's sort of one of those things where uh, the independent study clause, what that what they're talking about. And I I heard now, again, this is all alleged. So don't, you know, don't shoot the messenger. But apparently there was <laughs> actually questions about his work ethic when he was at Oklahoma. There were some questions about that. I know uh, Lincoln Riley, his former coach, of course, now at USC, he had to kind of come out and kind of defend it. So this has been kind of following him for like for years. So. And now with him being injury prone mm-hmm. and such, so it could be like I think both sides look pretty bad in this. Though they could just like sort of like with under yeah. the table and such. So again, I, I think you know four hours of independent study. I mean, you know, I know, I know everyone was making fun of it, but this is sort of like one of those things where it just kind of like it kind of went haywire. I think someone put it out there, and I guess you know people got you know pissed, and his camp got pissed, and you know the Cardinals had mm-hmm. to take it out and whatnot. So it was just a little bit. The whole thing was just so silly and nutty, but like I said, I didn't want to go too deep into it because people were talking about it. Like yeah, I'm minutes, with you. So yeah, it's just silly that, at the end of the day after all this. It's just done at the end of the day, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll just wrap it up by this kind by our buddy Armando once again via the YouTube. The last game Murray played uh, made him look like Bob Affolini. Going <laughs> 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 back in the way back with Shion, oh, Mondo, just before we were kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course, the Arizona's last game was that wild card game on MLK Day when they lost to the now divisional champion of Los Angeles Lions. And he has a follow-up comment via the YouTube stream. I think the Cardinals do not want a Jamarcus Russell. No one yeah. does. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, but that's sort of like, that was kind of like the same thing too. His work ethic was being put in question too. That's why you know he didn't last very long in the league. So I think exactly I could see why the Cardinals did what they did, but I think the way they did it might be a little bit you know much. But again, you know you know Murray kind of bought on himself. You know, scrubbing social media and such. So mm-hmm. I'm sure. Look, I'm look, I'm sure if they win, you know they end up you know being tops in the NFC West, which they, which they could. They've made some moves during the offseason. We'll get into it when we do our divisional previews in the in the coming you know next few weeks but you know mm-hmm. it'll well this will all be just laugh at it at this point it'll just be just yep. you know it'll just laugh at it <laughs> very well said you're listening to second city sports the friday edition we're live in living color right here on sports zone chicago sid lakina here with you talking the national football league as training camps open up lakina tom brady entering the last year of that three-year mm-hmm. deal in tampa bay uh, his office alliance is going to see some changes, and we uh, we're starting to see it right now. There was a, a major injury in practice in their practice earlier today. Yeah, Ryan Jensen, their uh, you know their uh, Pro Bowl center, uh, suffered uh, what's being called a significant knee injury. So he's going to be done for I, nothing really officially yet, but they're saying that it could be maybe like at least eight or nine weeks. You know, uh, Todd Bowles, new head coach there. Um, it says he'll miss some time. Now, no one's really saying no one. No one's really said anything specific. So, I I don't know, but this this could be a little bit of a hole for Brady, especially since just it was kind of like that guy that kind of kept him upright last year. So, yeah. What do you think? This 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 is this is big. This is big injury news for uh for the Bucks. Yes. Here's the thing with the offensive line. The center, along with the the um, uh, left tackle, uh, the left tackle of your right-handed quarterback, that that's, protects the quarterback's blind side. The center is important for offensive line because they uh, give out the signals. Uh, unless a quarterback like Tom Brady, who's seen everything throughout his twenty-plus years in the league, the uh, the center uh, calls calls the signals. He changes the protection, lets the quarterback know what's coming, what's not coming, and things along that line. As we talked about, Lakina, when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay a couple of years ago, that offensive line has to be like 
like a stone wall. And so far, Tom Brady he's has been protected pretty much uh very well very well during his uh two plus years there. So this is a huge injury not only in, in, in the in the passing game, but it's going to be uh, big in the running game as well. Leonard Fournette is 90 shape. He's over 260 pounds. Hopefully he's losing the weight as we speak, but that running game, which was not good in 2020, they got away with it. Winning the Super Bowl that year, last year, they started off doing well running the football, but they struggled again running the football down the stretch, including the playoffs. Uh, uh, this is not good news for that Tampa offense. I know they picked up Julio Jones, but uh, this is this is going to be uh, huge for Tampa Bay. Can they overcome it? Yes, but I don't think it's going to be easy as they thought they uh, they think it's going to be. Yeah, Jason Line, I'm sure is already calling. Uh, you know, folks you know, who are out there, and this might be it. Could they be again, Jason Peters? I don't know, but uh, you know, that's definitely uh, something to look, look for, look look out for if you're the bus because. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna you need somebody, especially look, Ray's over forty now. You're gonna need somebody to kind of keep mm-hmm. keep him upright and such. So you know, hopefully. I, I don't doubt that they'll figure it out, but it's going to take a minute for them to figure it out. But uh, I, I'm sure yep. they will. Uh, Chase Young uh, from the Commanders, Washington Commanders, uh, still recovering from the ACL uh, in uh, surgery. And uh, the word is that he might miss a couple of games. So if you're the, com- the Commanders, you want to kind of try mm-hmm. and perhaps maybe get your top star back and whatnot. You suffered the injury on November 14th. And I think he had surgery, I think about a month later, and but now he's mm-hmm. not there yet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, there. I think they had to do like a, not a complete reconstruction, but they had to really sort of they had to really had to reconstruct that that left knee of his. Yeah, Washington had 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 uh, one of the top ten defenses in the league a couple of years ago. Of course, that all changed with Mr. Young's injury last year, and so uh, this is a big year for Washington. As you said, we'll get more deep into them as we do our divisional previews coming up next month. But this is a big year for Washington and for head coach Ron Rivera because if they don't uh, get the, to the playoffs, at least uh, he could be looking for a pink slip and a link card. But they picked up Carson mm-hmm. Wentz in the offseason. They had the contract issues with star receiver Terry McLaurin. Uh, their defense, when healthy, is good. So this is this is not a good start right now. But as we, we always say, this is still a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, hopefully he'll be back. You know, by within that first first few weeks, so that way they can kind of mm-hmm. because they're really going to need the help. And I know a lot of people are expecting something. You know, some things from the you know the Commanders this year. So we'll see what happens there. What else ca- caught your eye so far uh, in the? Well, no, no one's played preseason games yet. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll cut, what's cut? What's some of the other things that's caught your eye so far? Boy, Broncos fans uh, lusting over all over Russell Wilson. <laughs> Shout out to our, our our good friend of the show, Romy Bean from uh, CBS TV in Denver. I was uh, watching some of her stuff via the Instagram, and uh, Russell Wilson looked good. But as we said before, just like all the other thirty-one other teams in the league, they're in uh, they're in helmets and in shorts. They're not in full pads yet, but. Russell Wilson looks good. I know Jerry Judy is starting to come back. That star wide receiver from uh, various injuries he suffered last year. Uh, the question of me, Lakina, for Denver is their defense and their running game. Can uh, can they get those two on point? Or uh, in, in the offensive line, they're going to have to protect Russell Wilson. We all know he's one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the league. He could throw on the run, but age is starting to creep on up on him a little bit. And you know he complained about the offensive line in Seattle the last couple of years. That's why he's out. Uh, can Denver show up that offensive line? We talked about it with Tom Brady, who's 10 years old, almost 10 years older mm-hmm. than Wilson. But uh, can the Broncos show up that offensive line for Mr. Wilson to do his thing? 
Yeah, who's going to step up? I mean, Philip Lindsay's gone, so that's mm-hmm. that's going to be sort of another thing that they got to figure out. He's with the Colts now, Lindsay I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon, you know, you're going to have to you know step a little bit. I know Javante Williams, I know they just drafted him a couple of years ago. So that that's going to be another thing. So, yeah, like I said, we'll get more in-depth into it, but I'm, I'm wondering, you know, it's definitely – I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I know some people already said, yes, have they, look, has Russell Wilson helped them be right, right there in the AFC West? But you got a lot of good teams in the AFC West. So you're going to be, it's going to be very tough. And we'll see, we'll see what happens there. That's another, another place to look out for out there in the Mile High City. Uh, did you check out this picture on social media? I know we don't have it to flash up to our audience, but. Uh, Green Bay Packers training camp. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers coming in, look like a movie star. He had his, has his first tattoo. He has the long hair. He has the beard. Uh, I'm not going to say this is his last year. I said that last year, and I was wrong. But uh, he's really uh, letting it all hang out. Let's just say. <laughs> well, yeah, very, very uh, Nick Cage and Conair. I think that's what that's thing you're referring to. I wish I did have that. Yeah, tip, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, very like. Connor S. I mean, he was saying some really nice things about Al Alan Lazar, basically saying he's a Hall of Famer, just like Devontae Adams. And again, we'll we'll again we'll see. I mean, Lazar is going to definitely be sort of like the guy now. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, we'll we'll see. But uh, like I said, we'll we get we'll get more in depth until we go to our for our previews. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that 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 whole thing was that that you know, my mom was like, my mom loves Connor. So I'm like, wait, is that Nicholas Cage? Like, no, 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 mom. That's, 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 that's Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So I think that's that. I think she was she and a lot of other folks were probably confused when a clip you know went around went viral <laughs> on fall. Tuesday. Yeah, it was a little bit. It was, it was a very, very, very nutty. Uh, right here. Uh, any other any other thing else sort of you know caught your eye? Uh, I'm just waiting. Uh, football's back. I'm just waiting for the preseason games to get going. Like I said, I know the first game is six days from now. I believe it's uh, you. Uh, you have the schedule in front of you. Las Vegas. Jacksonville, Las Vegas, Vegas. Okay. Yeah. So we all know that n- none of the important players will play in that game. They'll wave to the crowd, give kisses to the babies, and sign autographs. And I know that's Hall of Fame weekend. So uh, mm-hmm. the the big names that uh, we expect to see play, they're not going to play. So. Uh, it's, it'll be nice to still to, to see some football, but we all know the important stars are, are not going to play. But I know for everybody else, uh, the following weekend, uh, the weekend of August 12th through the 14th, uh, that's what the 30 other teams will get it going for the preseason. Uh, yeah, I think football's coming. We're almost in August, so yeah, that'll be on Thursday. Yeah. We'll probably talk a little bit about we'll talk a little bit, probably a little bit about that on Monday, but uh, yeah, that's when the first uh, preseason game is, and definitely one of those things where, hmm, all right, that that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. I'll probably, I'll probably watch like maybe like ten or fifteen minutes and such, and then I'll just leave. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be interesting what happens there. Now, uh, one, mm, let's see, one more thing before we before we go to break. Uh, a retirement announcement. Uh, veteran uh, defensive end. Uh, Derek Wolf after 10 seasons now says retirement for, you know of course veteran with the Broncos and the Ravens at 32 he's decided to uh, retire from football and such so uh, yeah I just want to give him a shout out at, at a really great mm-hmm. career he was drafted by the Broncos in 2012 he has uh, you know 350 tackles and 34 sacks but unfortunately of course you know health and such you know injuries mm-hmm. and whatnot that's what you know that made him call the career 
Yep. So congratulations. Hopefully, uh, congratulations, congratulations to him on a, uh, a lengthy career. I know most of these young players are thinking about uh, their futures with the CTE and other stuff going on. So uh, the looks like so it's like seems like these group of generation of players are getting it and learning from the elders. So you take care of yourself and get out of it uh, as as best and early as you can, if possible. So uh, shout out, uh, uh, props out to him. All right, there you see. Uh, I see Amanda. I see your comment, Amanda. Did you see there was a handful of fans at Commanders practice? Because I, I, I think they don't know what to expect. I think that was probably like the thing. They didn't know what to mm-hmm. expect from the Commanders this year. So I think that's probably why I know there's not a lot of buzz about them. They were and close. also, too, what the, the stuff going on with the owner, Dan Snyder, we won't get into mm-hmm. that too much. No, no, no. But, we won't do that. <laughs> but uh, that, that's playing a, a big factor in it as well. So and, uh, plus that franchise is. You know, with all the name changes and the and the stories going on, they've been struggling to sell tickets the last few years. So yeah, uh, they, if they get off to a good start, maybe those fans in DC can come back. Because let's be honest, you know they have a rich history in baseball before the Nationals came there um, via Montreal, uh, and they still have a rich history in basketball from back in the day. That Washington, just like Chicago, is a football town, yes. and those fans will support when that team is doing well. If they don't, they're not coming out. But like I said, this yeah. is a very this is a very special circumstance right now in DC. Yeah, there are definitely various reasons why that's the only a handful mm-hmm. of fans there. I saw that clip. I'm like, yeah, I think Commanders fans are kind of in middle of it for other reasons. Not probably just maybe not just not really like not not really just on the field either. We'll just like I said, we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But uh we're gonna take a really quick break. You know, we're gonna talk more. I know Sid's got some lists and mm-hmm. also to some sports media news you know jace Panetti to fox is official and a veteran quarterback is trading in the pads for a microphone we'll tell you who that is coming up next lakina mcgee sydney brown there you go no no this way yes yeah. <laughs> second season sports on sports on chicago and we'll be right back progressive presents the sports flash on the sports zone chicago the White Sox had Thursday off. They're back to work tonight. 7-10 first pitch at home against Oakland. 1-3 right-hander Lance Lynn starts for the Sox. 1-5 ready James Caprillion gets the nod for the A's. The Sox have wins in 6-10. of They're third in the American League Central. Three games out of first place. One game behind second place Cleveland. Oakland comes in with wins in 7-10. of They've won three straight. The Cubs visit the Giants tonight. 9-15 Central first pitch from San Francisco. 2-5 right-hander Marcus Stroman faces 3-4 righty Alex Cobb. Last night, the Giants held on for a 4-2 win over the Cubs that snapped San Francisco's seven-game losing kit. All of San Francisco's runs were unearned. Cubs starter Justin Steele went three and two-thirds. He gave up five hits, a walk, and struck out six. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. I want to make the most of summer without breaking the bank. So I shopped Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. With my 25% off coupon, I headed to the store and got shorts for $14.99, plus an extra 50% off a swimsuit, 40% off patio furniture, and $20 off as a Kohl's Rewards member. More style and more savings for the win. Flex styles, $20 off of $100 valid in-store only, 25% off for July 31st in-store only. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's account for details. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. 
Reese's. 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 Peanut butter cups. That, that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Welcome back to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color on a Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina taking you for this last ride for the last half hour of the week and last half half hour of the show. You can get at yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. And don't forget, Sports of Chicago, you can access us 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, seven days a week on Roku TV. That's right. Roku TV is your uh, newest home to access Sports of Chicago's programming. You can catch our other four live shows throughout the week. You can watch us live and, and or on demand. So get down with it. Sports of Chicago is now available on Roku TV. Lakina, before we continue with our football talk, if you want to get at us with our last half hour extravaganza with our with our conversations here on the NFL and more, yes, celebrate. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. That's right. If you have any questions or comments for us during our less than half hour left of this extravaganza, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, I have a list. I have a list. I got a list, list, list. And it comes to us from... Show me a list. Show me a list. Tell us a list. It comes to us from our good friends at Pro Football Focus. I know many experts and pundits consider them as the go-to Bible of player evaluations. And they came up with the list of the 25 best players in the league under the age of 25. It's going to be a pretty long list, but... We promise you, we'll kind of speed through these uh, these mm-hmm. names, and I want to get Lakina's thoughts uh, for Pro Football's Focus top twenty five players in the NFL under twenty five. Check it in at number twenty five, defensive back Trayvon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys. In twenty twenty one, no cornerback in the NFL recorded more interceptions than Diggs, who had eleven. The next closest snack eight. On the flip side, nor defensive back in the NFL gave up more receiving yards than Diggs, who yielded over 1,016 yards. The next closest surrendered 862. Okay, I, okay, I could, I could, yeah, I could, I could buy that. Stefan Diggs, yeah, I, 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 I can see that. Trayvon yeah. Diggs. Trayvon, oh, Trayvon, oh, I got, I got his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he's up there too, Stefan Diggs. Is, so, well, maybe he might not be. I think he's 26 now, but yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, okay. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, he was really good. I think he broke the record for broke the single season record for interceptions last year for the uh, for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, definitely up there. I would like to be a little bit higher, but oh, again, I want to see who else is on this list. Check it in at number twenty four, tight end Cal Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons. He had a one thousand twenty six receiving yards on sixty eight catches. Off 110 targets in his rookie year last year, 
from he is from the University of Florida. Of course, those passes he caught was from Matt Ryan. Now he, of course, now Ryan has moved on to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Kyle Pitts may have some uh, his numbers may suffer a little bit because he has Marcus Mariota as of now as his new quarterback for the 2022 season. Yeah, we'll see how his numbers are affected by that change. But yeah, yeah, I can see that. So let's speed on through this because you know, 25 school. Let's just you know get through like some of them. Yeah. Know, or like you'll know, do his rapid fire. Yeah. Number 23 linebacker Devin White of Tampa Bay. You saw what he did a couple years ago in that mm-hmm. Super Bowl performance against uh Kansas City. Okay. Number yeah, 20. Can... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. Yeah, number two. Yeah, number 22 defensive lineman. Quentin Williams of the New York Jets. I know they're expected to have a big year. I have questions about that, but we'll get mm-hmm. to that more later. Number 21, quarterback Trevor Lawrence of Jack, of Jacksonville. I expect them to have a good year. He has a respectable head coach in mm-hmm. Doug Peterson. I expect big things from those two. So mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence checks in at number 21. And then number 20, Patrick Sertan, the second of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, you know, Probably one of, I guess, the right spots for uh, the Broncos as well. I think Sertan and such. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Keep going. Okay. Continue with our list from Pro Football's Focus. Uh, top 25 players under the age of 25 in the NFL. We'll go through 19 through 15. Check it in at number 19, wide receiver T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals. Number mm-hmm. 18, safety Antoine Winfield Jr. from Tampa Bay. Okay. Number 17, wide receiver C.D. Lamb expected to take over that number one spot now with the departure of Mari Cooper from the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. And number 16, center Creed Humphrey from the Kansas City Chiefs. Definitely uh, helping uh, protect uh, Pat Mahal's blind side. You know, yes. Humphrey, so, yeah. <laughs> Whatever helps. Yep. Like I said, C.D. Lamb, real quickly, I think C.D. Lamb could have a big year. Like I said, it's a lot is expected of him. And now with Amari Cooper gone, you saw the potential of him last year. I expect a big year from C.D. Lamb. Uh, hopefully that Prescott can stay healthy for a second straight year like he did last year. So we'll see what happens. Continuing with the list 15 through 10, check it in at number 15, uh, edge rusher Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers. You all know they picked up a new quarterback named Baker Mayfield, and Carolina's mm-hmm. defense is still in transition. Number 14, offensive tackle was Sean Slater from the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Chargers' offense should be better this year than yeah. they were last year. They were good last year, but they should be even better this year with uh, third-year quarterback Justin Herbert at the helm. Number 13, edge rusher Chase Young for the Washington Commanders. As Lakina mentioned in our last segment, he's going to miss at least the first few weeks of the regular season, still recovering from that torn ACL injury from a year ago. At number 12, edge rusher Max Crosby for the Las Vegas Raiders. He really came on last year. I really like him a lot. The Raiders yeah. uh, really picked up the, a stud there. Mm-hmm. And at number 11, edge rusher Rashawn Gary from the Green Bay Packers. They're going to need him now more than yeah. ever this upcoming season. Yeah, definitely to kind of shore up that defense. Yeah, okay. I like the list so far. So far, so good. All right, now we get into the top 10. According to Pro Football Focus, this is now their top 10 list of the twenty of the 25 best players in the NFL. Check it in at number 10. The Bears had a chance to get him, but they don't have enough to, to get him. Wide receiver mm. DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks. Just got fresh paper, DK Metcalf. You know, yes. Uh, <laughs> a three-year, $72 million extension. So uh, he officially uh, signed it uh, earlier this morning. Of course, you know, <laughs> of course, you know, Pete Carroll had his arm around him. You know, they gave him a nice little hug. Of course, he's now becoming famous for the Nestle Quick commercial. Have you guys seen those uh, Nestle Quick commercials yeah. recently with the bunny? But uh, yeah, okay. 
they're gonna be a little bit higher, but at number nine, a defensive back AJ Terrell of the Atlanta Falcons. Terrell earned the highest coverage grade of any cornerback in the NFL as he's at 90.1. He just he allowed just 29 catches for 200 yards all year and surrendered a lead low 47.5% pass already into his coverage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Number eight, defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons of the Tennessee Titans. Really like him. I really like him. They definitely picked yep. up something there. Yep. Yep. At number seven, uh, now second year wide receiver Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals. We all, we all know what he did last year as a rookie, helping that Bengals franchise uh, reach the Super Bowl. We expect big year, big things out of uh, this young man from LSU. And at number six, linebacker Micah Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we were raving about him last year, Lakina, mm -hmm. and he made, definitely made an impact on the uh, defense that was struggling in 2020. Micah Parsons definitely turned it around, that defense around for the Cowboys in, last year in 2021. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I figured he'd be a little bit higher, but I want to see who else is uh, ahead of him. All right, here's uh, down the stretch they come. <laughs> here's the top five uh, players under 25 in the National Football League, according to Pro Football Focus. Check it in at number five, wide receiver, the giddy man, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. Ah, giddy up, giddy up. We'll see how they do in a new offense, with a new offensive minded head coach. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see. He should be able to shine. And number four, offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know he's a little bit, I think he's on the pop list right now. So they're definitely, he's, you know, Tom Brady's definitely going to need him, especially when Jensen's going to be out. For for a bit, maybe perhaps the rest of the season. So yeah, he's really they really need him to get back into that that O line, you know, with Brady and them. Checking in at number three, the last year's uh, leading rusher in the National Football League, Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, yeah, kind of ran out of gas a little bit towards the end there. We'll see if we'll see. You got a new quarterback in Matt Ryan, so we'll see yep. if we're gonna see more of Taylor or maybe a little bit less. Who knows? We'll see. Yep. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. We'll We'll see what uh we'll see what kind of stuff uh Frank Wright has in store for him now that Matt Ryan is the QB. Mm -hmm. Check it in at number two is quarterback Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers now entering year three out of the University of Oregon, trying to help out second year second year head coach. I forget his name man, because he did something stupid. Lakina, help me out here. <laughs> Brandon Staley. Brandon, Brandon Staley. Thank about. you. Thank you. That's who you're talking about, <laughs> Justin Herbert. Okay, and who's number one? Number one. Edge rusher Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers. If he stays healthy, he's probably one of the best you know, defensive mm -hmm. ends in the league. So we'll see, especially now that you know it's Trey Young's team now. I think they know it's going to be more on the defense. So we'll, we'll see how we'll see. I mean, look, that defense is actually pretty good, but uh he's gonna be kind of like the leader there now. Yep, so that's your top 25 list of the top 25 players under 25 in the National Football League, according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, okay. I could, yeah, I can get behind that list. That's a pretty, that's a couple guys yeah. I figure would be a little bit higher, but yeah, I don't have no issue with it. It's fine. I know I just closed out the page uh, from that list, but Lakina, there were a couple, well, I just gave it away. I can't, I can't uh, ask you the question anymore. There were two Chicago Bears, <laughs> uh, honorable mention on, uh, uh, on potential that, uh, that would have gone on the list. Can you figure out those two players? David Montgomery, I know is one. Yes, Dean. Oh, uh, I don't. Is, is Fields on there? No. Okay. Um, I'll give you one more guess. Okay, Roquan Smith. No. He's a, I, think, I think he's over twenty. I think he's about to turn twenty-six. So 
Uh, who else? Uh, mm, John. Well, Jalen Johnson. No, he's like twenty three or twenty four. No. All right. Well, tell me who it is. Darnell Mooney. So you had two Chicago really? Bears that are eligible oh. for that list. So it was running back David Montgomery and wide receiver Darnell Mooney. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Okay. 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 That that's fine. That's a nice list. All right. So shout out to our guys at Pro Football Focus for that tremendous list. You're listening to Second City Sports or Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. We still have a, a little bit of uh, time left, less than uh, 15 minutes left or so uh, for our show today and for the week. Lakina, yes, yeah, so sports media news. I, I think it's official now. Jason Benetti is going to Fox and he's going to call some college football games coming this fall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fox made the announcement, of course. Also, Jason Benet also made the announcement on his Twitter page a couple of days ago. He'll be the number two uh, college fo- football uh, announcing team, of course, with Brock Heward. And he'll also be doing some other uh, things. He'll be doing college hoops as well. So, you know, of course, like I said, Fox made the official official announcement, of course. The, that rumor has been around from some for some time now. And whatnot, of course, is all speculation of, of Joe Davis, who's doing the baseball, you know, now he's probably going to end up moving to the NFL, will probably be the top, you know, two or three uh, guy there. Of course, you know, with Burkhardt now being promoted to number one. So this is a nice move for him. I think after this season, he's not going to be able to do any Peacock games anymore, but he probably will be doing some baseball. He's still going to be doing some White Sox baseball, folks, so don't mm-hmm. worry. <laughs> don't worry, folks. Not <laughs> going anywhere. <laughs> kind of, so, so I know I saw some, some Sox fans were a little bit worried, but no, no, that he's still going to be doing that. He's going to be doing a lot of college hoops and whatnot of course with the big 10 of course the biggies as well so he's gonna be doing a lot of those too so uh yeah very deserving i'm sure he's gonna get he's being paid got a nice little raise as well and he's definitely deserving he's probably he's probably one of the best out there right now we definitely have looked out in our here in chicago with our broadcasters Yay. yep so shout out to hometown guy jason benetti he's on he's on the rise and he's going to continue to get better as he gets more profile gig so don't be surprised in a couple years he may call some nfl games as well so be on the lookout for mm-hmm. that that's just my prediction and so congratulations to jason benetti once again and speaking of the nfl looking i did read this yesterday uh as fox uh, all these networks are starting to form the nfl uh mm-hmm. broadcasting teams for this upcoming season one bit of piece of news this slip out about joe davis who's the tv announcer for the dodgers during mm-hmm. the regular season uh looks like joe davis may be the number two guy next two yeah. i've been claiming for this for the last couple of years Daryl Moose Johnston. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And uh, of course, you know, also a hometown uh, kid. Well, he actually just just outside Chicago. Joe Davis grew up, but uh, yeah, his, his star is definitely on the rise as well. Of course, he does Dodger uh, baseball and such. Of course, he's the number one guy for baseball this year. Of course, of course, you know, with Joe Buck, you know, going to uh, ESPN mm-hmm. for Monday Night Football. But yeah, I think yeah, we're definitely seeing some things take shape. They may be seeing a few other shifts and some you know, folks and such. So, uh, yeah, good for Joe Davis. I mean, look, you know, he he's great at every sport he does too. So I have no doubt he and Moose are going to have a great tandem. And I'm glad that Moose is finally getting his due again because I think he's probably yeah. one of the most underrated analysts, like the NFL analysts, or all oh, game analysts in general in all of, you know, sports. So I'm, I'm glad that he's finally getting his uh, flowers too. Yeah, because remember when he first started, I know he he did CBS for a year. Then when he moved mm-hmm. over to Fox, he did the games with uh, Dick Stockton and Kenny yeah. Albert for, for a long time. I know he worked with Chris Myers for the last few years, you know, being bumped down. But and being back up to the number two crew, uh, this is uh, a well well to do for, for Mr. Johnston. 
well overdue. And I got pick, I got pay off another tease too. Uh, said uh, that veteran uh, NFL uh, QB that's going to be trading in his pads for a microphone this year. Uh, veteran uh, Brock Osweiler, of course, won the Super Bowl with um, Denver. He made his debut doing college football on College Football Live a couple of days ago. He's going to be doing some game analysts with Anish Shroff and uh, Taylor McGregor. Of course, we mentioned earlier, she, of course, does a great job uh, on the uh, Marquee Network doing their, doing their uh, dugout line or sideline mm-hmm. reporting there. But she also yeah, does college cups, football. Yeah. Yeah, so she does, but she also does college football as well. And uh, Brock Osweiler will now be a part of that uh, that team. So uh, I, I heard him a little bit, you know, on College uh, Football Live. He's really good. You know, went to Arizona State, of course. He was a standout there. He's played seven years in the league. You know, retired. You now has a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Of course, that was when Peyton Manning, of course, Von Miller was MVP for that Super Bowl a few years ago. Now yeah. he's traded in. I know he's done some to, uh, team work the last couple of years. So you know. Definitely a, a good hire by ESPN. Yeah, Brock Osweiler took all that money from the taxes a few years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, shout out to him. But, you know, well, yeah. I, like I said, I haven't seen him yet. I'll, I'm sure I'll be looking for him in the next coming weeks as uh, college football is, it will be kicking off at the end of the month, the month of August. So I'll, I'm sure I'll get a chance to catch a Brock Osweiler. I'll give you my honest critique then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, other uh, any other sports media news? Those was just like a couple that stood out for for me. But any any other news to sell for you? Oh yes, uh, Spike Lee is working on a film series featuring the 1990s uh, New York Knicks. Of course, another hometown guy. Hopefully, we can get him on the program down the road. Chris Herring, the author of the book of the, the of the New York Knicks, uh, the, the book that he uh, that came out uh, a few months ago. Uh, Spike Lee made it official, I believe, on his Twitter page the other day. He's going to um, make a movie about that. Hopefully, me personally, whether it's going to be a last dance version or a motion picture, uh, that that remains to be seen. But me personally, I hope it's a, uh, I hope it's a last dance type thing. I know people in New York uh, herald that team because those are the last great teams uh, that challenged for an NBA title. Of course, they ran up to Michael Jordan's Bulls, and that pretty much sealed their fate there. But mm-hmm. those 90s Knicks teams, uh, they had the late Anthony Mason, Patrick Ewing, John Starks, mm-hmm. of course, Charles Oakley, who was traded for Bill Cartwright in the summer of 88 with that kind of formed their team. But if they're going to do it last dance type style, I hope they do it like the like they did with the quote-unquote Michael Jordan story in last names. Take it back mm-hmm. to the beginning. I know the Knicks haven't won a playoff series since a playoff title since 1973, but I hope they take it back to the beginning, you know, with the famous bent envelope that they got Patrick Ewing in the first year of that draft lottery. Of course, uh, they got to talk about the Rick Patino years and then they had to talk mm-hmm. about how they got Pat Riley from NBC <laughs> after right. 1991 to help coach that team because people didn't expect. What, what Riley was going to do because he came from the Showtime era of the Lakers when it was running gun. He looked at that roster and said, they got to be tough. And that's what they turned out to. And I definitely want to see how they, however it's going to be uh, portrayed. Uh, uh, what's the behind the, uh, behind the scenes stories, especially uh, during the NBA finals in 94 against the Rockets. It'll be interesting to see how much, how really deep they get into it because I'm yeah. sure there's a whole lot of frustrations and such. You know, they had their chances, you know, multiple times during that era, even when, you know, Michael was uh, away from the game, I'll say that. So they mm-hmm. had a couple of chances there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how far, like, how really, really deep they get into this because I know that uh, it will be great to see uh, John Stark's comments about 
that era, Charles Oakley as well. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be very interesting, I think. And also, too, I want to see if they get into that relationship between head coach Pat Riley and Anthony and Macy. You know, uh, we all know know how that that ended, of course, mm-hmm. before the 96-97 season. Anthony Macy was traded in exchange for Larry Johnson of uh, uh, following that year. I uh, know Pat Riley left first, but you know, after uh, right. 96, Anthony Macy was traded to the Charlotte Horns in exchange for Larry Johnson. Of course, that year they got Allen Houston, too, from the Detroit Pistons. And mm-hmm. people thought that team was going to knock the Bulls out that year. But, of course, that Miami he had something to say about mm-hmm. that. And so did P.J. Brown and Charlie Ward in Game 5 of that series. <laughs> right, yeah, that was all. <laughs> we'll see if they actually mentioned that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of got a little bit uh, crazy there in the end. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I might check it out. I mean, I might, you know, peek and see how how deep into it. Will it be like, you know, the Jeter docs where they may just, you know, they may mention a little bit about his personal life, mention a little, little bit about his personal life, but didn't really go too into it and mm-hmm. and such. You know, we'll see what they do there. Do they do they talk about that little, you know, they had their clashes between, you know, Riley and Mason. Of course, Mason, you know, sadly is no longer with us, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how far in depth they go with some of those. I'm sure some of the other behind the scenes stuff and whatnot. I'm sure they, you know, lived it up there in New York, you know, and, mm-hmm. and such. I'm sure the frustrations of not being able to get to the top, you know, for various reasons and various teams kind of stop them from doing that. But well, well, again, we'll see once they really, if they really like Hanover, really dive into that. Yeah. Like I said, I hope it's a documentary, it's 30 for 30 type thing, not a motion picture. Yeah. And I know they're going to get into more rivalries besides the Bulls. Of course, you have, they had one with the Miami Heat, My the Orlando. Indiana Pacers, especially. Yeah. If you saw that 30 for 30 with Reggie mm-hmm. Miller, and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they uh, got uh, deep into that. <laughs> and also, too, uh, are they going to interview any important people that that, that don't get the shine of what made those Knicks teams uh, uh, so great in the 90s? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely in the next year, I think. So, yeah, we, yeah like I said, it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, we'll see, we'll see if they get really, really in-depth. Remember, Orlando, too. I think Orlando stopped them from going there as well. So, it went to the top as well. You yeah, know Shaq was there at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They probably will, Armando. You might be right about that. They probably might get their little digs at the pools. You know, <laughs> you know they will. They probably will. <laughs> he gave my Knicks a double nickel. <laughs> yeah. That'll be interesting, though, there, too, as well. Also, to uh, some news that came across the wires earlier this morning. It looks like Charles Brock will not be going to the lift tour after all. He uh, has ended, you know, this is according to Andrew Marchand from uh, the Post, New York Post. Uh, he is, you know, apparently Barkley told uh, Greg Norman, who runs the Live Tour, and also to the Live Tour officials that like, he wished the guys nothing but the best. But in his best interest, he'll be he'll be fair to to Turner and you know go back to his commitment to basketball, call you know doing the studio work and inside the NBA mm-hmm. for Turner and such. So I'm thinking this is probably one of those cases where I'm sure they probably Turner probably told that uh, you go there, don't. We're not gonna pay you. We're not gonna. We're gonna yep. let you out your contract. You know, bye, see ya. And I'm sure. Look, the one thing he said, you can say a lot of things about about Charles Barkley. Stupid isn't one of them. He's not gonna do anything stupid. Exactly. And that was that was the first uh, thoughts that I had as well as soon as I saw that headline this morning. Well, you cannot do both. And let's be honest here. Uh, no dig at Kenny Smith or Shaquille O'Neal or Ernie Johnson. All of them are greater than own rights, but. Charles Barkley makes that show go for inside the NBA on TNT. If it wasn't for him, that uh, that that pregame show and that postgame show would not be where it is right now. You have people that don't know anything about basketball that watch that show. That's how good it is. Mm-hmm. You 
we've seen what ESPN is trying to do with their uh, pregame shows, bringing over Still Screaming trying. A. Smith and, and, and others. So, uh, like you said, Charles Barkley is not stupid. I'm sure money was part of it, but like you said, I'm sure Turner told him, you cannot do both. You got to choose one, the, one or the other. I know Barkley said he wants to hang it up once his current contract is up. But as of right now, things are going well for him. So I'm sure he'll probably do it somewhere down the road if Liv still exists. But uh, right now, the, that iron is still hot over there at TNT. He knows where his bread and butter is. So. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he probably made the smart decision. You know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Got a little, you know. A little bit of a dry throat there, but uh, apparently, I guess Joe Buck is going to be prepping for the NFL season wearing, he'll be wearing hair plugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that mm, this is according to our friends. Yeah, yeah, apparently, this is according to our friends at Hopeful Announcing. Uh, if you saw his uh, his uh, social media this week, he was saw a picture of him, you know, getting hair plugs put in on his Instagram, and uh, he's going to uh, undergoing that procedure and uh, he wants to get that done before. The NFL season starts, and uh, this is sort of a routine procedure for him, but unfortunately, it almost ended his career a few years ago. I remember when he had the second time he had he had in 93 when he started losing his hair, and he had it again in 2011. Well, this is actually his eighth procedure, so mm. but something went wrong during that procedure, so he actually he had to he didn't have a voice for a while. Of course, you guys know what happened, he had to you know take off for a little bit, so he just went bald, yeah. and now he's having the procedure done again. So, uh, I, he actually looks pretty, I actually think he looks fine with the bald head, but I, I guess, but <laughs> I did see that story, Lakina. And the one thing I'll to say about that is he's going to the Marv Albert School of Hair. <laughs> Marv Albert <laughs> had that toupee for a long time. Oh, yeah. oh gosh, yes. <laughs> so, I guess Joe Buck is picking up the tradition. <laughs> mm, yeah, let's hope, well, let's hope this for this eighth, the eighth time is for the eighth time is the charm for, yeah. for Mr. Buck. <laughs> Again, we'll see. We'll probably have to wait and see that. But uh, all right. Uh, looking forward to uh, some, of course, you know, the baseball and such and the trade deadline. Do, will we see any more, like, you know, will we see any big trades? I think that's kind of like another, mm -hmm. another sort of thing that we're looking forward to as well. And, of course, WNBA is still, you know, going on. And I know that the the Sky is, like, the number one seed right now in their, their conference and such. But, you know, I know there's golf, too, and whatnot. So, yeah, so a lot of sports coming up this weekend. Yeah, but of course, as I said before, I'll be at Sox Park tomorrow and Sunday to catch Oakland in the White Sox. And as we said before, the White Sox better get on the roll, and they better get on the roll right now. They're running out of mulligans. They're playing one of the worst teams mm -hmm. in baseball. You should insert your dominance against this club. With that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scott McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you download our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WARR Media. And we'd like to thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you share this program with any and everybody you know. 
Tell them that Second City Sports is on Sports on Chicago. You can catch us live in the living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. Second City Sports live in the living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. And make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app via your Roku television. That's right. That's how you do it. Add the channel search to your um, menu uh, apps. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. We'll see you on Monday. Uh, have a great weekend, my Yay. friend. So, yeah. Thank so, you, Amanda. Welcome so, back. Don't be yeah, Exactly. So, so once again, Sports on Chicago, you can access us now on Roku Television. And that's how you do it. If you're watching us uh, via YouTube, you listen to us back on the replay at War or Anchor. You have a Roku TV, just click on the sports app and download Sports on Chicago. And you can access there live and on demand. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Yeah, whatever device you got, whether it's your your laptop, you know, your smartphone, mm-hmm. your tablet, your TV. Yeah, you can see here's you can see us, you know, like in a wide screen. Well, not that wide, but <laughs> you guys, right. you guys know what we <laughs> big you screen. know what we mean. Big screen, exactly. Your smart TV. Of course, we saw you saw it on the little uh overlay we, we just showed you there. Just you know, type it in and it's right there and just you know, you can download it and you can watch our shows, other shows like What's Up Cuz and, of course, Sean and Maya, whatever you want. And on Saturdays, don't forget to catch the smoke, fellas, from 11 a.m. Yes. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sports on yes. Chicago. Awesome show with awesome guys. Make sure you guys have to check that out as well. I know that uh, I know we got some other shows, too, going to be you know, debuting as well in the fall. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys look out for those. All right. So I know it's getting a little bit going to be a little bit warm for folks. So you guys are enjoying Lala Blues right now. You know, be careful out there. Uh, I think I'll be listening to the concert because, you know, Sox Park is not that far from right downtown. Yeah, so like, yeah, <laughs> I don't have to yeah, be there. Be... I can hear the concert. Yeah, you'll be right there. Yeah, It's not too far from where it is. So uh, it's about, like, about 20 minutes away from where you're going to be at. Yeah. So uh, just be careful out there. <laughs> and all the uh, strange smells and uh, let, let all me the scents. Yeah, formal yeah. scents. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> With on that note, you know, wash your hands, you know, wear your mask. You're not going to get vaccinated and just be good to each other. Be safe. And don't there. do drugs hey well yeah that too exactly yes, your PSA. <laughs> your PSA We've heard a lot of yeah exactly <laughs> all right on that note for sid i'm mccann this has been second city sports on sports on chicago and we'll see you monday go socks till then holla <laughs>